today I felt like singles, talking about singles from Duran Duran, because I don't have that many episodes recorded for this, and I kind of still you know, start with something I know a fair amount about, I have solid opinions on, and I have a lot of opinions on. And Duran Duran is one of the few bands that I like every song. I may not have, you know, 100% positive opinions on the songs, but for the most part, I, I like all of their songs. And, you know, there's only like two or three where it's like, hmm, that should have been left off. So it's a really good place to start, for me at least. In this one, I kind of wanted to talk about songs, Is There Something I Should Know, Wild Boy, Union of the Snake, View to a Kill, and the three medley mixes, Burning the Ground, Decadence, and Notoriosaurus Rex. And the last one I'll probably be referring to some other way. Notorious medley or something, because Notoriosaurus Rex is quite a mouthful, and I feel like I, I might have stumble on it a lot if I keep just trying to say that. Is There Something I Should Know is a track that I don't think I skip over. There are a couple tracks that I do skip over a lot when not listening on the radio or in the car. And I feel like while certain singles like Save a Prayer, Hungry Like the Wolf, and Rio, maybe less so Hungry Like the Wolf, but definitely Save a Prayer and Rio, I do tend to skip over. And I don't think I do that as much with Is There Something I Should Know? And although it's not quite part of an album, you know, unless you're counting the 1983 release of the self-titled album, which I wouldn't, <laughs> just because it's modified. Um, and I do own it, and I do like that release, because essentially it's just a slightly different version of the 1981 self-titled album. Which for some reason, they have two self-titled albums, you know, more lovingly called the wedding album later on. But... The Reflex is a single that I can listen to all the time. Not the dance remix. I feel like I have... I don't like the dance remix. And I really don't like that on nearly every Greatest Hits album I've ever encountered, the album version isn't on there. It's the the dance remix. And it's never labeled. Um, Notorious is different on several... Uh, greatest hits releases, you know, not greatest and possibly not decade. I can't quite remember, but I, I'm not quite fond of dance remixes in general. I feel like the re the remixes I'm not as you know fond of are the Eric Eric Pride's remixes, the dance remixes. I I do like extended remixes, and I feel like Cat Birdman does those, that set of remixes. I don't know who made them, and I could never, it never really said where it came from originally, if it was official or not. Probably not, but 
those felt like really good just extended remixes where you're like oh i wish this song was longer and then boom there it is whether it was six minutes or 12 minutes and it was really nice these longer well done versions of the original songs and i don't think there was a cat birdman remix for is there something i should know uh but that song is a fun one. I mean, a lot of Duran Duran songs are, are quite fun, but, you know, that one seems to be more danceable than a lot of other songs. <laughs> I, the music video is goofy, but I, I still quite, I feel like it's the better ones. Um, the uniforms are funny and the dancing is awful. Not as awful as the Planet Earth music video, which is just uh, deplorable, honestly. I There's a recurring joke that I've used several times that I graduated from the Simon Le Bon School of Dance, and it basically just means I can't dance for shit. And it's, it, you know, it's... The dancing is awful awful and it doesn't ever seem to get better it seems to be the same thing over 40 years and you know the costume designers like skipping together in the middle and you know they're probably the best dancers in the video and they do the same thing the whole time but i i love the lyrics as well i feel like having these long drawn out like <laughs> broken glass for us to hold is probably my favorite fiery demons and all of this you know drawn out like what is he talking about it's probably a more straightforward song sometimes i still i still feel like box full of honey is is some kind of he says what it's about but I still don't hear it. I still don't hear that happy, loving song. I still feel like that song feels like heartbreak to me. And I don't think I'll ever, you know, not hear it that way. But it is still a beautiful song. This one is... I don't think I'd describe this one the same way. You know, as songs like Boxful. Probably because they're not in the same realm. But... I do wonder where people stare and cross the road from me because definitely at that time who who is doing <laughs> Sam Lebon's not a very imposing kind of guy you know not <laughs> in any way I don't know I feel like this is one of the tracks where I don't have as strong an opinion I know I love it and you know that but I don't really have like oh, they should have done this, or they should have done this. I feel like while it doesn't have as many repeating parts as The Reflex or some of the other songs, I feel like the repetition works really well for them. Um, I feel like the Please Please Tell Me Now is, it kind of has the same ring as the camera. The camera sound effects at the beginning of Girls on Film, I feel like it's very much the same. And I don't know how to explain that, honestly. But I, you know, hopefully somebody else hears it too, where it's just like, 
the flashing and the quick clicking repetition, which I, you know, never actually knew. It sounds like a camera, but I I didn't think for the longest time that it was an actual camera noise. But, you know, sure enough, it actually is. (laughs) My camera certainly doesn't make that noise. Makes a shutter noise, but nothing like that. I like... I like a lot of the sampling that they did early on. I feel like I don't hear it as much in their later work. I feel like the chauffeur and, you know, waiting for the night boat have the most, like, audible changing samples that I hear. Little sound bites. And I feel like it's the most obvious in, I think I've said it before, but early live appearances where there's this reel behind Nick and he turns on the parts of the songs as they're happening and it's very calculated and it works very well and it's you know you don't really hear it as an obvious kind of different thing until you see that process that takes place and it's it's interesting to me for the Wild Boys, I don't think the repetition that works so well for Is There Something I Should Know and the Reflex works as well for this song. I feel like it just feels like when people try to make the crowd noises and they're like, rah, rah, I feel like it's just like, wild, like, wild, wild, wild. It just feels jokey to me. And even though I like that song and I'll listen to it, it kind of feels out of place on Arena. And having a whole album, the whole album for Arena just to have Wild Boys and have that movie, which is disappointing to me and I'll probably go over it at some point. But Arena is, you know, it's a great live album. And As the Lights Go Down is a really good live album. But when they try to add all of these plot details, and I feel like Russell Mulcahy does it a lot, where he'll have a whole bunch of stuff. So the the videos for Union of the Snake and all of the little snippets in Arena just don't make any kind of sense. And if they do make any kind of sense, it doesn't go anywhere. Having, oh... Duran, Dr. Duran Duran is trying to kill Duran Duran because they stole his name and it just, you know, it doesn't feel like it's that well thought out and I do like some of the visuals in that movie and there are parts that I do enjoy and I feel like the concert film is pretty good. The concert snippets are are better but (laughs) the costumes are fun why the windmill? Who knows? <laughs> I've always questioned. Oh, there's a windmill and there's robots fucking. I I'm still not sure what they're doing in that green water. You know, if it was even green, I got I've got to rewatch it. But I feel like the way that unstaged. I don't like it. Oh God, I don't like unstaged. And I think I've been thinking about it a little bit recently. Arena and unstaged are disappointing the way that some concerts are well there's concerts from 1989 1988 89 like the japan big thing 
uh, concert videos that are, I think they're still available online somewhere. But all of those concerts that, I think there's a, a VOD for um, a Red Carpet Massacre um, live performance. And those are really good because, you know, they know what they are. It's just a recording of the concert. And that makes it a lot better than trying to shove all these weird artsy filters over Duran Duran. And I'll admit the bit with Gerard Way where, you know, only his hair is, you know, the only color on the screen is his hair. And that's really good. I don't like the rain and I don't like these filters that show up over the the movie. But, you know, getting back to the actual track, I feel like the repetition doesn't work as well here and it feels a bit out of place. Even on the Greatest Hits album, it feels a bit out of place. I like that it's included with Greatest because then you can have, you know, physical copy other than arena where it's surrounded by other studio tracks but having and obviously like records but you know preferential cds well do i prefer cds these days i don't even know but you know cassettes erica are rubbing back off on me I used to listen to cassettes a lot, and I find myself, you know, reaching for them more these days. And I I bought some of the cassette singles because I had I Don't Want Your Love, which I found at Goodwill for a dollar. I was so psyched to see it and to have it because I never see Duran Duran at thrift stores or, you know, even some music stores. I, I never see them when I go, like, record shopping. Although I really do need to go some actual record stores um, sometime. But in the last two years, that's been a bit hard. And I didn't really start collecting records until I found a Duran Duran record at like Salvation Army for 25 cents. And I was like, it was just because I got bored. It was complete coincidence. And I was like, that looks like the notorious symbol. Oh, that is the notorious symbol. And it was Notorious Winter Marches On 45, and that's how I got into it. And it's like, I'd like to find, you know, Wild Boys and the singles and all of these, you know, the Night Romantics one is always something that intrigues me. This, all of these records and having the remixes on records, even though I, I said before I don't like the Eric Prides remixes and having... A single disc, especially CDs, where there's only a couple tracks on the CD and you don't really like some of the remix. I can't remember if it was, it was the Tease remix, like T-shirt Tease, uh, or the All Fired Up remix of Electric Barbarella, and I wasn't really partial to it, so I didn't want to buy the CD single or the vinyl single. But, you know, I'll have to give it a listen again, because... I mean, my opinions on these things do kind of shift. And for a while, I was really fond of the song Last Night in the City. And I just, I can't listen to it the same way. I mean, I won't turn it off if it, like, shuffles on. But I don't think I click on it. And that's, you know, the difference. And danceophobia. 
Dancephobia is fine until Lindsay Lohan. I'm getting off track, but you know, it's been a while since I've done one of these and I don't really have the most cohesion normally. I just drift from topic to topic and then come back and I like the wild boys and I like the visuals and the costumes and overall I like the song, but I do think that it's not so serious. <laughs> I know, you know, William S. Burroughs and oh, this ultra serious like story. And, you know, I read some of the books, the Burroughs books, but I wasn't overly fond of them. And I don't, don't know that I ever would be, even if I went back and I reread them. Some some stories just didn't really click with me. I never really cared for F. Scott Fitzgerald and some classics. I don't. I just it doesn't gel with me. Like I'll read it and I'll understand George Orwell. I like Animal Farm, but I. 1984 feels, I don't know. And I feel like reading classics is talking about classics with people. Classic literature is kind of dicey because people get so caught up in these things that they're like, oh, I should feel this. So I do. So I'm not really a fan of the Brontes and people are like, but that's classic literature. And I'm like, well, you know, it might be fine once, but to base this whole kind of on it and take that noise where you will, but I just don't. <laughs> there are some classical literature that I do like. I'm not really fond of Grapes of Wrath, but East of Eden is probably one of my favorite books of all time. And it's like, some classics can be good, but can't really. I like Franz Kafka, but I, you know, can't really look at Lovecraft the same. And it's very, why am I talking about classic literature? Ah, whatever. <laughs> a view to a kill. I like this one. And I like the extended remix on the back, the kind of B-side. And this is also one that I found at Goodwill. I was so happy to have found it. I also found a Mannequin 45. Um, Nothing Can Stop Us Now, which I actually can't listen to all that much because I hear it so much that I just can't. Like, it's a fine song. It's dandy, but I can't listen to it. <laughs> it's one of my mother's favorites. I cannot do it. View to a Kill is great, and the story behind it is even funnier. I feel like the confidence that John Taylor had at that period is something that I will never have. And, you know, if you're not so aware how it came up, and... Fun fact, but it's a guy's name. As an aside, the name Rip Torn has always made me laugh. I don't know. It's, it's fun. It's like Synonym City. It's funny. But, you know, Alfred R. Broccoli, 
is a funny name. Come on. It's like <laughs> Reginald Barclay's alternate universe name. But John Taylor going up to this guy and being like, you know, your music's been shit lately. You should get us to make your music is something that'll always be funny to me. As a nice little fun fact. It's like, oh, whatever strife that, you know, John Barry had. I have this one on uh, cassette tape. The James Bond soundtrack. I also found it at Goodwill. Which isn't really making my case for, oh, I never find this at Goodwill. <laughs> like the last three things I talked about. Like, oh, I found that at Goodwill. Without a case, without a cover, but still, I found it. <laughs> I would probably buy it again. It is a very good soundtrack, and I do like A View to a Kill. And I love the lyrics. I can't remember the quote that um, Simon LeBon saying, Oh, he doesn't like this? Well, he can shove it, because I think it sounds cool. Is just so... You know, that is also the confidence that I really, you know, strive to have is just, oh, doesn't like it? Screw him. <laughs> but A Dance Into the Fire, I've never really thought that it sounded satanic, but, you know, <laughs> I guess some people might. Crystal Tears is, there's really good imagery in a lot of Duran Duran lyrics as well, and I feel like... That's something that Simon Laban does really well, especially in the kind of like downtown areas, like lyrically. A Lover's Rosy Stain, it calls so much to mind without, you know, actually saying anything. And Phoenix for the Flame, although I've always thought that he says the word Phoenix extraordinarily odd, it's like, um,. <laughs> When he says Scorpio in uh, a different song, it's, I've always heard Scorpion. And it's... I, I just... Nice is a very good song. I might end up talking about Nice on its own. But I still hear a Scorpion and I, you know, can't... <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't really an astrology person. I'm still not, and I probably won't ever be. But I still don't hear it. <laughs> I feel like a sacred why is also a very interesting lyric. It's a sacred why, and then you know, a couple lines later, a week is why. Can't really. I can't really place it, but it's very you know, maybe Mission Impossible. Although I have to say every time I say I like Mission Impossible that I hate Tom Cruise. Just getting it out of the way. But, you know, it really calls... Nightfall covers me. It really calls to mind the... I mean, it's from James Bond, but, you know, those thrillers that are so... epic is the only word. <laughs> but that, the, that Fatal Kiss mix is really good. And although I don't really like the original demos, I feel like it's one of the few demos that I don't listen to that much. As well as, you know, Seven and the Ragged Tire, but that's purely because of the fact that it sounds like you're listening to it underwater. Although I think if there's a, ever a better mix for that song, I would 100% listen to it. Now, you know, we passed 
all of the other songs, the singles. I guess it's time to talk about Magnus. I like Burning the Ground. I gotta say that before I even talk about it. I really like Burning the Ground. I like the sample of Jane Fonda's voice in Barbarella. I think it works a lot better as a callback to what named them than anything Arena ever did. And I feel like it's just such a good, like, line. Like, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what part of the movie it is. It, you know, it names her and it, you know, nearly names them. You know, it's the very beginning of the movie. And it's just like, oh, hey, maybe I'll go watch Barbarella again. And I... <laughs> It does name them. My bad. It does name them. <laughs> Slip of the mind and the tongue. And it is kind of, I mean, all of Barbarella is sultry, but I think it works really well. I think the only, one of the things that bothers me about this song is somebody's fooling around the way that it's said. It's like, in A View to a Kill when he says Phoenix and he's it's kind of there and it's kind of off and you know what he's saying but he's not saying it right and it just bothers me as well as some of the shifts in I feel like Notor the Notorious Medley does it a lot better where it kind of matches the pitch and tone of each song and it's blended together better but you can kind of hear where it sounds like somebody's fucking around on a soundboard you know and that's probably what's happening but some of the songs don't quite match so they force them together in a way that's just not it's very obvious and it you know it almost doesn't work but you know for me it works and i like you know here are our hits you know them you know if you can't pick a song here's what you pick and I feel like it's well enough to buy and I, I did recently buy um, a vinyl version of Burning the Ground and it kind of reinforced oh I love Burning the Ground but I don't really like Decadence Decadence feels more forced to me than any part of Burning the Ground. And it's... I don't listen to it that much. And I listened to it again when I bought that record. But I just... You know, I flipped it over to Burning the Ground again. And I played that one again. And I was just like... Yes, I'm just going to stick to this. I feel like especially the extended mix, which for some reason on the record is put first. And I just... It's like the U.S. remixes where the sound effects are really loud at the end of the song and it's just awkward. And then you get over that hump and it's like, well, what am I listening to this for? You know, when I could be listening to something, you know, much better. And I can't really describe. I've got to think about it. But obviously there's something about it that I like. I, I do like some of the synth 
proportions that are, you know, mixed together pretty well. The synth part of Union of the Snake or a new synth part of Union of the Snake mixing together pretty well with Save a Prayer, you know, minus all the weird bird noises, which I can't quite place where they were from originally. Girls on Film kind of just feels like it feels forced, forced in there like, oh yeah, that's, you know, it's one of the songs you know from us. Here, listen to this mix of it. And having, you know, these nice portions with the clicking and the shutter sounds and the moaning, it's like, oh, you've soured it a bit. And I feel like it's like that one documentary where every second they had that shutter sound and it's like, oh, here's our, here's that, you know, recognizable sound. We're going to shoehorn it in every time we have a cut. And I'm really glad they didn't do that for the new Behind the Music one. And it wasn't the original Behind the Music that they did that one, but I can't remember uh, which documentary it was. Because there are a fair amount. And as an aside, it really annoys me that there is no way to access a lot of their documentaries. There have been so many documentaries, and you see them in a list, but there's no way to get them or have them. And I feel like Double Take, or I can't remember what it was called, but the newest documentary. And it's... It was only available for like a week, if I can remember correctly. And there's no DVD. There's no... <laughs> Please tell me now. Or the 2018 documentary. You know, you could access that through certain streaming services. I think it's still on HBO. And there's there was a DVD. And, you know, that's available. And it's probably the most available documentary. <laughs> aside from the behind the music ones which have been preserved you know online and on paramount although it's kind of annoying to see oh there's storytellers or oh there's mtv unplugged but oh there's only six episodes and they're you know pearl jam and nirvana which you know are good but i wouldn't really watch the mtv unplugged ones and i just want you know that Oh, Duran Duran, and I know they did it, but I can't access it since it's not on there. And <laughs> There are a lot of shows where there's, you know, they don't have the original behind the music for Duran Duran. They only have the new season, and it's season one, so I don't know if they're going to have them ever. Um, but hopefully, the way things are being updated and the way... You know, Star Trek Beyond wasn't on there before, but it is now. So I'm I'm kind of really hoping, and I'm really going to be positive about it, I guess. Notorious, Notoriosaurus Rex. You say the title, you know, once, uh, you know, so I, you know what I talk, I'm talking about. Notorious is a great album. One of the ones, I think it's a no-skip album for me. And I think, well, a lot of Duran Duran albums are no-skip albums for me. You know, not counting Fragment on Pop Trash, which doesn't feel like it should have been on that album for me. It feels more like a TV Mania instrumental track than 
any kind of Duran Duran. But Notoriosaurus Rex, the Notorious Master Mix, is probably my favorite of the three. And I feel like it's done really well. I... I love how seamless it is. It's almost perfect. Um, and you know, you shouldn't really say that about, oh, it's, you know, it's, oh, it's the perfect song. It's always going to be something that shows up. But really, I can't, there's nothing I can really say um, badly about this mix. And it did make me realize one of the lyrics. I feel like sometimes you're like, oh, oh, is that what he was saying? And I feel like some of the nonsense lyrics, like, um, the, <laughs> there was a lyric that in, you know, Seven Ragged Tiger is one for, you know, weird lyrics and having, I still don't fucking know what a lizard mixture is. But having, you know, is it, the inside of a Polaroid, which smells like shit, by the way. Like, I accidentally broke one open once, and I never want that to happen again. It smells... Well, probably actually like a rotting corpse. <laughs> Formaldehyde or whatever, but... You know, that's the closest I can think, where it's like... Um, but that lyric, lizard mixture, kind of... It sounded like he was saying morning salad to me, or morning salad. And he was saying morning siren. So that, that would always be to me. But I st I still want to know where he came up with lizard mixture. You know, thinking of a photo, but, you know, how does that come to you? And to say, maybe New Moon on Monday isn't one of my favorite songs, but I'm getting off track. <laughs> it made me realize that the lyric um, from this song and having these lyrics together right next to other stuff and other... It made me realize, I'm not sure what I thought it was before, and it's one of those, but you can take it and eat it, chew your life supply. And life supply was like, it's like, oh, I kind of know what he's saying, but I, you know, you don't. <laughs> That's one of the ones I, I'll try to think of, you know, more lyrics that I was like, wait, what is, what is that? But, you know, morning salad and somebody did agree with me. Well, if lizard mixture is one of the lyrics, then I guess morning salad isn't really so out of the way but <clears throat> I this song I always thought it was like the Mantronics mix where it was played live or something and that's why they did it but I can't really ever find any information on this and I, I you know tell me if, if you know but Notoriosaurus Rex like Aside from being in the master mixes, I don't know what is the origin. For the master mixes themselves, I feel like 
probably the best. This is probably the best one. The Chemical Remix. The Mantronics Remix is one of my favorites. Vertigo Do the Demolition. And I feel like I didn't like it at first. It was one of those remixes that war I warmed up to. As well as, oh, I think it was someone else, not me. But there was one remix where it was like, why are you trying to speed up a slow song? And it wasn't like, oh, this person's covering it at a, a different tempo. Like uh, Alanis Morissette's Thank You being covered by Stephen Wilson, where they're like, oh, I'm going to make the song way slower. But I never got speeding up an art, like a slow, sad song. And I think it was Someone Else, Not Me. Or it wasn't The Sun Doesn't Shine Forever. I don't remember my thoughts on the Parisian mix, but I know I wasn't that fond of the, oh man, what was it? Trying to remember, probably go to, I had it displayed, thinking, uh, Latin Rasmus, I wasn't, I wasn't the huge fan of that one. Um, <laughs> I just feel like there's some remixes that you're gonna like and others you won't, but... There are so many remixes of Duran Duran songs, whether official or not, that you're just gonna... There's too many to like them all. And it's kind of like, well, you could say that about tracks as well, but I don't... I, again, I don't really think... Maybe a handful of songs that I don't like. But it's not like I don't like Save a Prayer or, you know, Rio. Those are amazing songs. And Rio Part 2 is... I tend to prefer over the first, you know, the official Rio, but I might have to do like a full episode or pod on remixes that I like and dislike and, you know, why. And I feel like it's always dicey when people are like, oh, I made this remix. I really hate Eric Pride's remixes though. Club remixes just don't gel for me. I feel like the best remix and the most, ironically, perfect remix is the Perfecto remix of uh, Out of My Mind. And I just, it makes it, it just gives it a little bit of edge and it's very nice. And I like the monkey mix. <laughs> uh, the monkey mix of Union of the Snake. I don't mind the monster mix of Is There Something I Should Know? I'm not going to keep naming. <laughs> I don't think I'd stop if I just kept naming remixes and whether I like them or not. But besides remixes, you know, could they have been singles kind of things? But I feel like it's a great way. Like, oh, here's this 40, 45 minute album and here's the whole album in eight minutes. And I feel like it's done really well, and it's one of the best uh, full album medleys I've ever heard, if not the only one I can think of. Uh, I could just... I feel like this was a bit of a rambling kind of episode, and I hope I get better with it. But you know, if you've listened this long, thank you. I, you know, you should you should tell me. Um, I do have a Reddit. For this I keep forgetting to mention there's a reddit and there's a twitter and you know reach out 
you know, if you have any ideas for episodes, and if you know I like a band, you know, maybe oh, we do this track, but on Reddit Pod, and because it might be best way to reach out and to see, you know, what my thought process maybe is aside from what I'm saying in the episodes, and I mean, it truly is the best way to. You know, if you want to hear my thoughts on songs and you want to know what bands that I truly like and that I would be open to talk about, that's probably the best place. It really is. Twitter. Reddit. You know, constructive criticism is, you know, valid. And I do know sometimes I stumble over my words and sometimes I talk too fast and I definitely know that I tend to ramble. How I get from classic literature to and from it. <laughs> Just think about it a lot. Um, but, you know, if you've listened this far and if you are going to visit and or maybe if you listen to the past episodes, <sighs> the same problems with rambling and stumbling probably apply to those episodes as well. But, Hopefully it gets better, and hopefully you'll stay to see it get better. Uh, Thank you, and goodbye for now.